0: Welcome back to Round Eye, the podcast, as is myself, Mr. Southeast Iowa, Dave Johnson, and author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, John Bain. As we explore the city of Washington, Iowa, we are here with the mayor and the city clerk. Could you guys introduce yourselves?
1: Yeah. Hi, Dave. Hi, John. My name is Jaron Rosine. I'm the mayor of Washington and owner of the bar restaurant called JP's.
2: And welcome to Washington. I'm city clerk Sally Hart, and we're happy to have you here.
0: So uh, you took us on a tour of town, and we found it simply has everything that, uh, as we've looked through the other towns and find out, you just seem to have all of it. So tell us what Washington's like.
1: Absolutely. Washington is a perfect example of that slice of Americana. We have a a town square with a centennial fountain. We have a lovely theater that's on the Guinness Book of World Records as the oldest continually operating theater in the world. We have 7,200 people. And twenty-two thousand in the county for a nice-sized community that has amenities, but isn't so large that you don't have community.
2: And as Jaren and I were preparing, you know, we were talking about how there's something to do every season of the year. So right now, if you go downtown, you'll see all of our memorial trees in Central Park. A lot of you know windows are painted for the holidays, the lights around the square. But then as we move into spring and summer, we have our farmers market each Thursday and a lot of events.
1: The farmer's market is perfect. You've got options that start at the square to buy things. It also has Thursday Night Live with acoustic music at the bandstand and finishes with the municipal band uh, from the city of Washington playing. There's also trails to offer. Ultimately, I think our point is, if you live in this community, you can find something to do that fits your interests We have a little bit of something for everyone.
3: And I was going to mention, especially this time of year, the town square looks like it's fresh from a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's a beautiful town square. And if you like that sort of thing on television, get out to this town, Washington, Iowa, and experience in person. It's wonderful.
1: We're very thankful to have a strong Chamber of Commerce and Main Street, Washington, and Economic Development Group as city partners. The Memorial trees, currently in the Central Park, are part of the Main Street program, as was the lighted holiday parade. And the Chamber of Commerce helps with the Thursday Night Live that we mentioned. We have great partners in the city of Washington.
2: And I have a feeling that Santa is going to be around the next week or two. So if you're interested in meeting the big guy, he'll be in town.
1: And
3: he's the real deal. I know for a fact, because when my my daughter saw him when she was a little girl, and she said, that's the real Santa, because he knew I... I was causing trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is your daughter still a troublemaker? Oh,
3: uh, she can be, yes. <laughs> but now she's thirty-one years old, so. <laughs>
1: well, I love hearing about those memories. That's a fantastic.
0: Thing so we ask make. every every town we go to, why is this a great place to raise your kids?
2: Well, as somebody with a young child, I have a three-year-old. Um, we moved to Washington a year ago, and we really like it. Uh, we really enjoy the preschool program that's here in town. Uh, we have a really strong school system. Uh, I know that there's need for more daycare, but we're happy with the facilities that we have here in town. Along with that, we have a lot of activities available, whether that's our really strong 4-H program, if it's sports through the YMCA or through one of the other partner organizations here in town, um, or even just going to the parks. Sunset Park is a wonderful park for little kids, and uh, you also see, you know, teenagers and adults using the, the disc golf. I know that's Something that you do sometimes, Jaron. Yeah, Sunset
1: Park is a beautiful spot for interest, including 18-hole disc golf, Aquatic Center, Dog Park, the New Dawn at Sunset Playground. Sunset Park is the largest park in the city of Washington. It has uh, pavilions in addition to the things I just mentioned.
2: And another hat that I wear is I'm one of the soccer coaches for the high school, and... uh, You know, here in Washington, there's opportunity for people to be involved in multiple things as they go through the school system, whether that's sports or drama or music or, again, 4-H, or even some of the service clubs have opportunities for our high school people. So uh, we try to do a lot to offer things for people of all ages and, uh, you know, keep parents involved, too.
3: And on the parks, again, how many parks total are in the the town?
1: We have parks in all of the regions of Town with careful planning mm-hmm. and just expanded one of our parks, the Frontage-Madison Park expansion adjacent City Hall is a park perfect for a, a lunch uh, with shelters, picnic tables. Not
3: far from the square, right across from Jersey Mike's, I think, is over there.
1: And as Sally mentioned the square often at lunch has every bench filled with people so we're excited to offer an expansion and another spot for people to grab lunch
2: and I think this would be a nice time to talk a little bit about our new wellness park that opened this summer so that offers four baseball softball fields uh, sand volleyball courts two full-size soccer fields and then more trails so that trail stub connects to the Keywash Trail which is about 13 miles between Washington and Kyoto along an old railroad line so that is paved part of the way, and then once you get to an old railroad bridge, it becomes gravel. So if you want to walk or bike or run, or, you know, I even go snowshoeing in the, so- in the winter with okay. some of my friends out there. So um, that's a nice amenity to have here in town, too.
1: Right next to the YMCA and the right. new water tower. Yes. And that's where I get a little distracted talking about the boring <laughs> stuff, like how deep we buried the 12-inch water main. But it's relevant. because. Hey, why did you do that? Trying to make careful decisions that plan for not just the 10 year future, like saving money by burying it shallow, but burying it appropriate for 25, 50, 100 year development. And making, and I can't take credit. I have to give credit to the city administrator, the six elected officials on city council, and the entire group that's working hard to make big picture decisions to plan for the long future. And, and,
3: and that long future, obviously means growth
1: spot on yeah. we're <laughs> pleased to be one of the counties in the state of iowa that have experienced growth over yeah. the last two census periods yeah. we're thankful for that so, so the that's city's 20, growth that's and that, years, that's, or, uh
0: yeah. and this planet because you need housing talk about the housing here in town it's kind of a tight market all the way around everywhere around
1: yeah like all of the communities housing is a uh, a need but we are working to fill that need. You saw that we have lots available for sale and that we have houses that are being built as we speak. Even in this season, there's a foundation being poured for a house that will be built and but, for sale. In fact,
3: are, I didn't even know that housing working. addition was there until today. That's pretty, it's, and that you said it started in June, was that? Yeah. Yep. Of this year.
0: Yep. And by burying that line a little deeper, that you said that allow for some housing developments to come into
1: this on the future north side. And what you saw was on the south right. east side, and we have land acquired on the southwest side with a future road uh, being uh, built this spring to offer future development there. It's and we try- multiple irons in the fire. That's no one sided solution. We've had right. to work with, and I'm sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. Sally. We've had to work with lots of people to. Uh, get the ball rolling with housing.
2: And to have multiple types of housing, whether that's, you know, a large one-family house, if it's a duplex, mm-hmm. or even if you look downtown, we have the new townhomes. Yes. Um, so kind of that mix of housing because different people want different things. So. That
3: was one of the things that I was impressed with on our tour today around the town is the fact that you're incorporating different parts of the, the different neighborhoods and there's growth everywhere. In, in older neighborhoods, there's there seems to be growth and there's upkeep. The the, the roads are, are very good. The sidewalks around most of the places we can are great. Right.
0: We also saw you, you've made some tremendous improvements in your water. Could you talk about that?
1: Sure. Online now is a $5.5 million reverse osmosis water system. We have three cells and the ability to add a fourth for future expansion. It was a need that also paired with uh, the ground storage reservoir, and the new water tower that was constructed. And we had to pace those projects out. But our infrastructure has been a tremendous focus since 2012 with the wastewater treatment plant, now water treatment. And those are all the things above ground. Now you'll see our focus transitioning to the things below ground. Also, a... Uh, uh, an important part to remember.
2: Right, mm-hmm. a lot of work done to reduce inflow and infiltration into our water systems. also showed us
0: what might be the newest water tower in southeast Iowa. Great.
1: Great observation, and what used to be the new water tower, as mentioned, is 40 years old. <laughs> <And> we <laughs> smiled because that was always the new one, but we're fortunate to have two on both sides of town to address capacity and pressure and
2: And a little piece of information, those water towers, the artwork that you see was done by a local artist. So that's kind of nice too, is that Washington tries to source things locally when we can.
1: You'll see that on our letterhead and on both towers. And one is lit. You can see from Highway 92 and Highway 1 at night. So why is Washington a great place to work? We were talking about our population, and I think the size of our community is an advantage. It's Small enough that it's an enjoyable place to have connections, neighborhood, family, and community, but large enough to have amenities for you to work, for you to play, for you to go to school, go to church. Uh, It's just that slice of Americana that's positioned well.
0: So what are some of your big employers here?
1: As mentioned, the hospital is one of the largest employers, as is our school district. The hospital is unique because it works to adapt and provide for our citizens, both young and old. You'll see that with the clinics that they bring in because of our proximity to the University of Iowa and Mercy in Johnson County. We're able to offer a lot of those services right here in Washington County. We talked about our retirement community as well as our young family community. We're fortunate to have three retirement communities, including two, the United Presbyterian Home and the Halcyon House, that have both put multi-million dollar projects into play to provide needs for our community for united presbyterian that was more recreation with a water facility aerobics and health for halcyon it was a memory unit to provide uh that level of care for those uh in the population that need it we really are a great spot for the young the middle-aged or the the elderly and you
3: really see that in a lot of your community activities uh, you, there's a great mixture of folks and it's just a great place shopping another thing that is a uh, really important uh I think this is a destination town or city for local shoppers, a nice local business. Let's tell us some more about that.
2: Real quick, going back to the employers, I okay. want to mention Bazooka Farmstar, which has been growing quite oh, a bit. Yeah, we have a big tie to the agricultural community. Uh, we also have IRE here in town, Atlas Molding, which does a lot of styrofoam work, uh, Brava tile um, mentioned has so. just expanded yeah. and
1: allowed for expansion of residential mm-hmm. adjacent their new factory. Well,
0: that, that business was to. attracted here by some innovation by the city. Could you speak to that?
2: So they had been here previously in a smaller facility. And then when a previous manufacturer was leaving town, that building was going to be open. Uh, that was an opportunity for Brava, which is already here, to grow. Um, grow their manufacturing and also grow their employee base. So it's a win-win for the city, for the staff, and for the company.
1: Made possible by the City of Washington and our partnership with the Washington Economic Development Group and the late director, David Collins, Mm -hmm. and then kind of the project finished with the current director, Mary Audia.
2: And if you want to see an example of their work, you can look at the clock tower on the courthouse. So that's an example of the tile work that they do. They Use recycled materials and sustainable materials to replace a lot of slate roofs uh, without having all the weight that a slate tile would have. Now, they also have
3: a famous uh, client, too. Well, yeah,
1: they're all Disney and Orlando. I think we've heard of them. All over over Europe. And as we mentioned them, I wish we could list all of our businesses because there are many to be proud of. And those not being listed uh, aren't. We applaud you, too. Yes. (laughs) So the shopping? Oh, yeah, yeah. back to the shopping. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and, John, do you want to pick up or Sure, I, go?
2: I can. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a lot of my Christmas shopping done already, and most of it was done here in town. So there's a lot to be, you know, to be found here mm-hmm. around the square and across town, um, and a little bit for everybody.
1: When I think about my, my childhood and the square then and the square now, I want to point out how, I am that Washington has been able to adapt and survive, to not have vacancies around the square and to be busy. Growing up, it was a, a different type of retail. I recall a J.C. Penney, uh, the Maurice's, a Seifert's, a Joe Falk. And those aren't here anymore, but others are. And the ability to adapt and provide retail needs around the square is something I'm personally very proud of. Okay. I'm proud to have a business on the northwest side of the square that does you know food and drink.
3: Yeah, very good. Very good food and drink there, too.
1: However, the more the merrier. We have a shop that will be opening on the north side of the square in the former Wingus Cafe in the next year and a half or so. And that stems from the family restaurant and business that does Cafe Dodici, where I worked in college and learned things. I'm all about uh, the more the merrier, because the more people come, the more there is to do.
3: Now, I can't let this pass up. You've been here your whole life, then? Or... As a young child, or
1: John, I was born and raised in Washington. Left for college and studies abroad, but then, like so many, uh-huh. was pulled back and didn't think I would land back. But am very pleased and, to be
3: here. And, and do you ever think, when you were a, with a boy and you were out there on, in Central Park, that you would be the mayor of
1: certainly, this city? Certainly not. But like <laughs> like many, I was kind of voluntold. <laughs> into the beginning of my service, and the rest came from there.
3: How long have you been mayor now?
1: Four years as mayor. I was on council for four years prior, and I was just elected for a second term. So mm-hmm. January will begin my ninth year of public office for the C- city. Congratulations. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, you showed us a beautiful YMCA that seems to be recently put up.
1: Another great example of careful planning. They have phase one complete with the Y and are already fundraising for phase two which will include the aquatic portion. They're still utilizing the aquatic center in the former YMCA building and working on meeting with development partners to see what could be the future there. Still to be determined, but we're still thankful for the Y and their partnership with the city, which includes our recreation program for sports with the city of Washington.
2: They officially had their ribbon cutting June of 2020. Okay. So-
0: so you showed us where there's a pond or something
1: going in. To what, what is it? If
0: you like to fish, what, what, what's Washington got for me? So
2: At the
1: Wellness Park, Phase 2 will have a pond. Currently, the trail system connects to the Key Wash Trail between Kyoto and Washington, the trailhead at Kirkwood, the trail that goes to the Wellness Park, and they've recently uh, expanded around Willow Pond mm-hmm. on the trail, Partnerships with County Conservation, the Riverboat Foundation, and other grants have been able to even pave that trail all the way to the rail bridge and a little further. So, if you prefer to ride on a paved portion, you can do so, or you can continue on the trail to the the gravel portion.
2: And if fishing's really your thing, we're really close to Lake Darling. It's a really nice state park that has a lot of amenities, and Marr Park. That's where, uh, you know, we see quite a bit of people go.
1: Yeah, Mar
0: Park's really wonderful.
1: It's neat. As mentioned... Kind of at the beginning of the podcast, depending on your interests, uh, we can fulfill them. You, often, fun is what you make of it. And if you're looking for something fun to do, you can certainly find it here.
3: How, uh, besides uh, doing a podcast with a couple of guys like us once in a while, how else do, do you market the city?
1: The hotel-motel committee in the city of Washington was recently formed and is able to use dollars specifically on that tourism focus to not only provide amenities that might be needed, like the future car charging stations that okay. were something requested. We're going to need those someday? <laughs> That's for, for some, that is a need. Uh-huh. Uh, for others, we look at promoting our community. The mural on the side of the theater is thanks in part to the Hotel Motel Group. The partnerships with the Chamber of Commerce also work on a community magazine, that spreads the word about events that are here and available for, for families.
2: In addition, Washington has both a daily newspaper and a local radio station here in town that help get the news out to people.
3: Which, I mean, that's really, how many towns this size have a radio station and a newspaper in them? Not, not, not that many. And I think that's a wonderful testament to, uh, to the city of Washington.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, John. So
0: what about festivals? You told me about a summer festival or something that you have? Or?
1: Well, you mentioned going to concerts at the airport, which yes. has been both at the airport and downtown. That festival is part of the summer classic. That includes the Ag Day. That includes the Ridiculous Day, which is a parade, as well as a concert series. Uh, that concert series has both been the flight line concert at the airport, or this next year they're looking at having it at the bandstand downtown in Central Park with the streets blocked off. We can't do a party every week, but we're thankful to have one every year in different categories. Does that bring a lot of people to town? Absolutely. I think it brings a lot of people from our community yeah. out as you well as surrounding a, yeah. communities. You
2: see a lot of class reunions that weekend. Um, a lot of folks get a chance to come home and see everybody else, so that's that's nice. We also have uh, craft fairs uh, in the spring and in the fall. We have those Thursday night events. We have an art walk at the end of the summer, that you can see local artists work in the the storefronts. So, and part of that art
3: walk, if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, correct me. But I believe you actually have local artists that are throughout the community here in town painting different scenes too. Mm-hmm. That yep. go as part of that. Is that right? Do they do so, that? No, every year or is that a. Was that just what happened once or twice that I know about?
2: Yeah, they've done uh, water softener tubes that they then repurposed yes. and paint. And then this last year, they did chairs. And then they auctioned them off, and the proceeds help fund our Let Center for the Creative and Healing Arts. So that's a nonprofit group that works to have different art classes available to people in the town.
1: Often, you'll see some of these pieces displayed at our library mm-hmm. on the south side of the square, a beautiful facility that as we talked about mm-hmm. in the car, isn't your quiet library but is your is your busy one because mm-hmm. it provides, would you give some examples, Sally? Yeah,
2: so they have everything from a new kids area to a teen advisory board that's really active, and then they have genealogy in the basement and meeting rooms upstairs and that art gallery up on the second floor. So a lot of different things going on. It's kind of a... Including
1: cult- the, the concert series. They have yeah. a grand piano that was donated and occasionally used or frequently used for... Uh, for live music.
2: Right, kind of a cultural center, not necessarily a quiet place. And I was
3: just in the library about a week and a half ago, and there was a picture of a guy that uh, is now pretty familiar to me reading a book there.
1: Oh, that's right. To <laughs> encourage reading amongst yeah. the youth. Yeah, they
3: <laughs> had a picture of the mayor reading a book in the library. It's wow. pretty cool.
1: I'm one of many.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> and right now they have two big Christmas trees up in their front windows. That is, it's a partnership with our hospice, Hospice of Washington County. So each ornament is in memory of somebody that's been lost um, who was part of the hospice care that was provided here locally. So my dad has an ornament up there. If you go find a Batman, that's for my dad. All right. I I guess
1: my next question is, Dave, are you you ready to move to Washington? Well, (laughs) I'm all ready to come here and
0: shop and spend all my time and all the neat festivals and and good times that you have. And I do spend a lot of time here. But uh, we have listeners in 115 cities in Iowa as we speak, 33 states and 10 different countries, big listeners in ship in Sweden for some reason. Uh, so they don't always know where where the city is. Just uh, give people a little, where, where you know, where it is in the state. Well,
1: like a lot, a lot of your listeners, we're in southeast Iowa, and there are a lot of great communities in Iowa and in southeast Iowa. But we're three counties up, two counties over in the southeast corner of the state of Iowa. You can find us online by Googling city of Washington, Iowa. Yeah.
2: And if you're not familiar, I would recommend looking up the city, the state theater here in town. So the oldest continuously operating movie theater in the world is here in downtown Washington. And you can catch a movie or you can get some more history about the people who first showed movies here in town and across the Midwest.
0: And they're just a short drive south of Iowa City. Again the chance of social media how if someone was interested in in uh, Washington, you know, how would how would they get a hold of you?
1: City of Washington, Iowa, on Google will lead us lead you to our page that includes the city as well as our city partners, Main Street Chamber, Economic Development, and you'll be able to find what you need right there.
2: And like we said, there's something for everybody. So
3: we appreciate you being here. It's Washington is a wonderful city to visit. I encourage everybody to come here. I really appreciate Sally and Jaron's time today. And
0: there's one thing I don't think we covered is that you guys have a nice pool. And, yeah. uh, you know, we didn't mention that. I do want to, you know.
3: It's empty imagine. right now, though. Yeah, okay. it's <laughs> empty right now. But it, it's,
0: uh, I bring my, my grandkid over here in the summer all the time, and he has a great time with the pool and the park connected to it.
1: Yep, in Sunset Park, the largest park in our city, the pool is on the west side, the Washington Family Aquatic Center.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this has been great learning about Washington, Iowa. You know, uh, I've always been. Every time we go someplace, I kind of look at all the different things that they have. And uh, you guys just seem to have all the things that all the towns around here have. You're close to Iowa City. Uh, You've got great school systems, just like everyone else seems to, to brag about. But uh,
3: I give them five stars out of five uh, it, stars. It, 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 it <laughs> was, Thanks,
0: it was a really <laughs> great interview. We really appreciate your time. Thank you guys very much.
1: Very kind. Thank you.
0: Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as we cover Kelowna, Iowa, and how great it is. Uh, With me is Mark Rowe, the mayor of Kelowna. He's been the mayor for a couple years. Welcome to the program, Mark.
4: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Tell me what's great
4: about Kelowna. You know, everything's great about Kelowna. Uh, The people here are fabulous. Everybody here is so friendly, and if you need something, you need a hand with something, somebody driving by will see you struggling. They will stop and help you. Uh, We have a great downtown with, with Really nice businesses. Uh, just super, super things to do here. We've got a fabulous new uh, YMCA rec center. Just a, a ton of stuff to do here.
0: You seem to have good roads. What's the secret to that? The
4: secret to that is fixing them when they need to be fixed. And <laughs> and we have a great city council that recognizes that. And uh, so when there's a street that needs to be fixed, we fixed it. Whether it be to patch it temporarily until we can get a company in here to do it or to we just recently tore up a road that uh, needed to be redone and it's needed to be redone for a while and now it is absolutely wonderful
0: that is nice to have good roads we're talking about the water in town
4: the water in town is great and we're actually working on that right now to make it even better uh, cleaning some things up getting our wells in good shape uh, doing new filters for our water we want we want to have good water in town and we always have a good water uh, report every year when we get it and uh, so yeah we're kind of proud of that too that we have good water here in town.
0: So you have, seem to have a good school system in town. Can we you talk about that?
4: We have one of the best school systems in Iowa. People come to live in this area just to put their kids in the Mid Prairie Community School District. It's, it's a fabulous school district. We have great teachers here. Our superintendent, probably one of the best guys you'll ever meet. I've never seen Students crowd around the superintendent to say hi to him like you do with with our superintendent. The kids love him. Uh, the schools here are great, great, uh, great support from the, from the communities, all the communities that uh, support Mid-Prairie. And uh, students are always right there for every sporting event. It's just a, a really great school system.
0: So you've created somewhat of a tourism, uh, the Kelowna Village, I guess you would say, instead of a downtown district. How, how does that bring people to town and, and revenue?
4: Well, the greatest thing about I think coming downtown to Kelowna is you don't need you can park your car and you don't need to see your car again until you're ready to leave because you can walk to just about every attraction there is. Uh, everything is close. You can go get a piece of chocolate. You can go to uh, down the street and have lunch somewhere. You can go a little further down the street and get a craft beer or a good meal at our brewery. Uh, the general store is right downtown. Everything is the ice cream store. Everything is is right within walking distance. So you can park your car and you don't need to drive around to different places. Well,
0: you drove me around and showed me uh, the park that you have. Can you tell me about the parks and the new place that you're going to build a park?
4: We are our current park is is awesome. It's, it, we we try to make improvements to that every year. We're going to have an ADA compatible. Uh, park here real soon so anybody can come to our park and enjoy it we have a campground right behind it our swimming pool is in our park we're currently in the process of building a little pocket park uh just a little west of town that'll have uh, probably at least one piece of uh, playground equipment on it and maybe a gazebo uh just that'd be nice yeah so the folks that live a little further away from the park can can have a place they can go enjoy and and sit and take the kids to well
0: that's really nice uh Tell me about the uh, housing situation.
4: I'll tell you what, if you're coming here to look for a house, it's a great town to live in. Right now, there's not a whole lot of inventory, but we did just annex in 280 acres south of town that's going to have over 80 lots available. They're being sold and built on as we speak. Uh, This development, it's called the South Town Development. Uh, Dog, it's going to have a dog park, a frisbee golf course. It's going to have a... A park in it that is is—it's all natural. it will be playing on boulders and pipes and, and things like that. There won't be your typical swing sets and stuff in it. Uh, walking paths and trails. are going to have a ton of trails out there. Yeah, I'd
0: heard about the trails that, that you guys had planned.
4: They've uh, Earlier this year, they started bulldozing the paths through there and, and grooming those. And there's going to be a lot of walking trails. There's going to be fish, a lake for fishing and swimming. Uh, just a lot of amenities out at South Town and you can, uh, I believe they have a website up or you can probably get to it from the, our city's website. Uh, like I say, they're currently building, I think there's three houses being built right now. I know they've sold more lots than that. So uh, it's going to be a great addition to the town and it's just a couple miles south of, of Kelowna.
0: The uh, town is known for cheese and for uh, your sale barn. Can you talk about how the sale barn brings people in
4: the sale barn is probably one of our biggest assets. Uh, people come from all over the place to come to the sale barn. We have a horse sale every Monday. The two draft horse sales bring people from everywhere. I mean, all over the United States. Best food you can get is at the sale barn. The the homemade pies and the homemade food there is. People come down to the sale barn just to eat lunch when they, when they have sales. I'll tell you, the food is great there. Um, so, yeah, our sale barn is huge. It's, it's, uh, they have hay, hay auctions down there. They sell everything down there. Uh, it, it brings a lot of people to town. It, it helps uh, our downtown, you know. The, the guys will come to the sale barn. The wives will head downtown and do some shopping and whatnot. And, uh, so we really do appreciate the sale barn being here. And you have
0: some business that relate to that. You've got to harness... Well, we do we have a
4: harness shop. blacksmith shop we have a blacksmith shop i actually live across the street from one of our harness shops it's right in town uh you can always tell when it's a sale day because there'll be horse trailers lined up all the way down the street to get their harnesses either fixed or or buy new ones uh so that's that's always fun to see too is is everybody coming to the harness shop uh you mentioned the cheese we've got a right outside of town is our uh, Kelowna Creamery. They make cheese, they make fudge, they make all sorts of things and it's fun because you can sit and the, the kids can sit and watch through the glass windows and watch them make the cheese curds.
0: Well it was a uh, must stop for decades along the uh, along the highway there and then uh, it closed for a little bit it did and you close. were able to get it back open. Tell yeah. us about how that happened.
4: Yeah it closed for a little bit because it traded hands and after it traded hands uh, there was some things had to be brought back up to a code after it was grandfathered in, so they closed it down and got everything up and running again, and now it is uh, just as vital and as it's ever been and, and just as busy as it ever was.
0: Well, we're talking with uh, Mark Rogue, who is the mayor of Kelowna. Uh, we really enjoyed talking to you. Is there anything else before we wrap this up you'd like to people to know about Kelowna you know
4: just come spend the day down here comes in a Saturday afternoon down in Kelowna uh wait till mm-hmm. December if I believe it's December 4th come down for our Christmas in Kelowna celebration a lot of things to do there a good chance to see the the town uh just come spend the day at Kelowna I know you'll fall in love with it
0: well I, I can tell you I just spent the day in Kelowna and there was a lot more to it than I knew and uh, it was a really great experience and if you're out there listening to my voice come to Kelowna and check it out because it's just it's amazing
4: well thank you for your time thank you we appreciate it
0: welcome to round guy the podcast this is dave johnson the co-host uh, we're here with steve uh, pilchin the round guy and uh, we're visiting with the mayor of Richland, Iowa, Tom Hoekstra. Thanks for coming, Tom. Thank you for having me, Dave. All right. Uh, so uh, Tom is uh, finishing out his last term. He's been the mayor for uh, sixteen or fourteen year, 16 16, years, sixteen years, and uh, he was a city council for six years of that. So, for six years, or four years, uh, twenty years of uh, service to the city of Richland. He's wrapping it up. Uh, uh, you got any questions, Steve?
5: That doesn't that doesn't require a blood test, does it? Tom, you said you are not seeking re-election.
6: What's made you decide to hang up the, you know, hang up your shoes and retire?
5: Well, I wouldn't call it a retirement. It's not, and it's not forced. It's just uh, uh, after 20 years, you get get you a know, look back on things, and uh, the town probably probably needs to transition away from me at this point, perhaps. Uh, Got some uh, lingering issues in here internally. I've been working with, I'm on my fourth city clerk in the last five years, and they're about to hire a fifth city clerk in the last five years. And I'm about to uh, be working with uh, my third clerk, since uh, june of last year so there's a lot of turnover going on in here and there's a lot of uh problems i guess internally that need to get addressed so uh i'm just looking at the election to see what happens I, but i did not take uh, nomination papers out to run again
6: Again, and and uh, give us you know some obviously would say you know he's a little uh, uh, out of the loop. He's you know he's closing in on on ninety here at the completion of his uh, if he if he wins re-election. Uh,
5: what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, kudos to Senator Grassley for seeking re-election. I I wouldn't. I couldn't conceive myself being at, uh, uh, in public service in my 90s, and it would be hard to envision that in my 70s. But uh, a lot of the things that he's dealing with on a national level, inevitably, they trickle down to a small community, and we have the same, we have the same kind of problems that are on the federal and the state level.
6: small town Iowa versus uh, Grassley and you know, on the national scene uh, what are some of the hurdles you had to overcome some of the things you've had to change and uh, as opposed to the small town Iowa and on the national scene
5: well first and foremost our recent uh, uh, census results came back Uh, It's hard to fathom for me that all the houses in town are filled up. You can't find a house to rent. You can't find a house to buy. But our population receded by, I think, 42 or 43 from the 2010 census. So we're at 544 or something like that now. So we've lost 40 people in the last 10-year cycle. Um, It's hard to uh, get past a small community such as ours being anything but a bedroom town. We have, for our size, a lot of industry here. It's, it's hard to uh, get people to come here and stay here. Uh, we relied so much on heritage before, in the you know, going back 40 or 50 years, and we just don't have that anymore, and that creates a problem. Uh, we're uh, trying to keep people here that actually aren't from here and that don't have any emotional ties to the community and such. It's, a, it's kind of a competitive thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, how much does that cost us to lose 40 people in revenue? I,
5: I'm, not a, I'm not aware as of yet what the, what the penalties are going to be from it, but it, it's substantial because you're talking about losing 8% of your population. Yeah.
0: So you just have to move forward on 90% of the budget that you had right, before the it. revenue.
5: Right. Richland has always been somewhat of a uh, self, self-sustaining community. We have our own uh, water sewer utilities that we don't uh, we're not uh, we call it, outsourcing anything. We have a uh, uh, garbage utility sanitation department where we uh, employ a, a couple of part-time people here in town. So our our uh, utility fees are really reasonable. Uh, a, a normal household using 2,000 gallon of water, water sewer garbage collections, fifty dollars and sixty-five cents. And that includes paying for an $800,000 capital loan project that we did in 2004 when we drilled a new municipal well. So we've kind of uh, controlled the cost of living here. Uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of, which doesn't resonate with a lot of people, in 2008 our property valuations were about 8,800, excuse me, 8.8 8. 8 million. And today they're over 16, so we've continually grown as far as our valuations are concerned. The levy that we apply to the property here in town has has receded back, I don't know, three or four percent on the thousand dollars of valuation, and it just went back up this year because we actually uh, hired a full time maintenance man for the first time. time.
6: located, and what bigger
5: cities it's close to, and and that kind of, the, the, the geographics. Richland is about 50 miles south and west of Iowa City, We're 13 miles north of uh, Fairfield, and I don't know, what would you say, Dave, 35 miles east of Otumel? Yeah,
0: 35, 40 miles, but...
5: Well, I'm really kind of proud of that. We have a trucking firm here, uh, Panama Transfer, that's I think from out Western Iowa. They have a terminal here in town. Uh, We created some property tax abatement to get them to locate here. I think they've probably been here 12, 13 years. They employ about 35 people. Uh, They haul freight all over Southeast and Central Iowa. We actually have a dental clinic here in town that employs I think probably seven or eight people and we just opened up, or the uh, and the former the U.S. bank branch closed here a year ago, and the local community club, which is basically, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, the uh, catalyst behind a, uh, they purchased the property through the help of uh, Federation Bank, got a gave them a grant, and they bought a former U.S. bank branch, and recently opened up a Jefferson County medical clinic. We're not even actually in Jefferson County. Fairfield is in Jefferson County. We're in Keokut County. But uh, we just opened a medical clinic. So there's a lot of industry going on here. It's just most of it is transients. They, they, you know, live somewhere else. uh, That's just one of the hurdles that you have to, you know, confront.
0: Adrian Truckin, Vision Ag, Uh, there's a... a, A couple of restaurants and a bar, and so there's a lot going on in Richmond.
6: Well, what would you say, Tom, is the uh, the biggest uh,
5: employment situation there for the residents of, of Richmond? Well, at this point in time, I would say it's probably uh, Panama trucking and drive by there all the time. They've got a sign out. They're always looking for dock workers and drivers. Uh, they pay good wages. Uh, the clinic over here, I, I, I was there at the grand opening. I don't recall how many. I think they got four or five people working there, four or five gals, and maybe a doctor that comes in once a week. Then we this uh, dental clinic that was over here actually was a medical slash dental clinic, and they quit providing medical services, so the community club, which is basically, I guess, I would call it a pseudo chamber of commerce. Yeah, they're very, very aggressive. They went to work. Uh, one of the members, uh, Steve Roberts, I'll put a plug in for him. He went to work and uh, was in contact with the Jefferson County Hospital, and they uh, created a kind of a pilot program. They put this clinic in here in town, and it seems to be uh, very, uh, very busy. So things. Uh, you know, they come and go and but we're we're always uh, aggressive and trying to fix things when they uh when you I don't know how to say it, difficulties arise and there's there's always somebody that's uh steps up and gets to work and gets things done. So we're we're not without things very long.
0: Uh in my time here I've noticed you've made a lot of progress on abandoned properties and you finally got the school taken down. I know you work almost 20 years to get that done. Tell us a little about some of that process.
5: Well, the Pekin Community School District left the city of Richland, which was originally a high school building, K through 12. Then it became K through 8. Then it became K through 5 in the Pekin School District. Richland consolidated with the Pekin School System back in 1961 or 2. And this building was built in 1926 and it had a series of... uh, uh, people thinking that they could do something with the building, and nothing ever really got accomplished. The building deteriorated to the point where there wasn't anybody in it anymore. Nobody was taking care of it, and so I had tried numerous times to get some funding to uh, take the building down and get it out of here, uh, and finally this last year, uh, actually put another plug in. Uh, Jerry Robinson, whose family was here back in the 40s and 50s and early 60s. Uh, As a resident of uh, Englewood, Colorado, and he and I had been talking for years, he stepped forward and uh, provided the city with a $100,000 grant to get rid of the schoolhouse. So we bought the property and tore the thing down and we have a barren piece of ground uh, where the school used to be. And it needed to be done. Uh, We've taken down probably 10 houses in the last 15 years, Uh, over on the south excuse me the east side of town south street main street we bought four properties uh, spent thirty thousand dollars probably in cleanup and then we have uh, three new houses and a condo condominium two unit condominium down there so we had about sixty thousand dollars of Valuation in, in uh, housing, real estate down there. And we, we uh, have probably $600,000 in, in valuation today from it. Tom, I'm going to
6: uh, assume that there's probably very little crime in your
5: metropolis. Very little crime. We, ha- we do not have a police department. We have a, a, a 2080 agreement with the Keokuk County Sheriff's Department. So they take care of that for us. Not yeah, a lot of color. I'm going to guess that
6: a majority of the homes in your city uh, are waving Iowa Hawkeye flags.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's about ninety ten, probably. <laughs> okay. Being fifty miles south of uh, Iowa City and Ames, being one hundred and thirty miles away, you can pretty well figure the proximity. Yeah, we 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 lean Iowa up here. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, there's we the city actually ha- has a couple of pieces parcels of property that we bought up, and we're going to tear down some houses or move a mobile home out, and uh, we'll be uh, liquidating our interest in it. I guess you'd say we have a uh, on the agenda of the council meeting here on October 4th, which is we're uh, have a public hearing to dispose of our. Uh, actually public property that we purchased and there'll probably be an opportunity for a house to be built there. We actually have another piece of property over here on the East side of the square that probably needs to be put back into the private sector and get the taxes back rolling on it. But there, there are houses, uh, there's actually the broke ground this morning on a, on a significant building that's going to go up here in town, uh, just North of the convenience store. And it, it's a significant uh investment in the town, put it that way. It's in excess of 200 k So all those are good things. They valuation creates tax dollars and tax dollars are spent to you know provide entity or excuse me amenities to, to uh people that want something back for their taxes.
0: Let me ask you this Tom uh, looking back over the twenty years of service to Richland what what would you say is some of your better accomplishments or some of the things you're proud of?
5: Well, in 2003 or 4, we began. Uh, we had a, an old municipal well that was going on 50, 50 plus years old. We ha- had a uh, company come in and run a camera down in it, and they put a life expectancy on it of three to five years. So, you know, you got to move quick. So, we got involved with a, an engineering firm in Iowa City, and we uh, actually threw those uh, folks up at Iowa City. Gingrich Well and Pump drilled the first uh, PVC case municipal well in the state of Iowa. And to my knowledge, it's the only one that is here. And it took a lot of uh, hard bargaining with the Department of Natural Resources to allow us to do it. And uh, that well casing, probably a a steel well casing is going to last you 50 years. This thing will last three to five times that. And that was an $800,000 project. And we charge, uh, we actually get $12 a month from all of the uh, water customers here in town to pay for it. it. That debt will be retired in about three years. And that's probably the biggest one for my As
0: a my time. resident of Richland, you know, uh, I've been here 15 years. Uh, we revamped re- uh, the uh, bandstand. we got a beautiful new shelter on the square. we got the old school that was a hazard torn down, and a lot of uh, derelict properties have been taken down in uh, that amount of time, and I think that's quite an accomplishment, and I really appreciate you and the 400 different city council members that you've had to deal with.
5: (laughs) Yeah, not quite that many, but sometimes it (laughs) seems like that.
0: Well, What's your last day in office?
5: Uh, My last day in office would probably be the 31st of December.
6: Are you going to miss the job,
5: or are you more relieved to uh, pass it off to somebody else? Well, I'm a lifelong resident. I spent one year uh, going to college and came back home, and I've been here my whole life. Uh, I'm the third-generation family member, and I'm the last one. So uh, I probably thought I would be the one to turn the lights out when I left, but that's not going to be the case. Uh, I love Richland. I love what it's about. Uh, and uh, I really just kind of fell into this position. It wasn't something that I was looking looking to do. I never imagined myself getting politically motivated whatsoever. but uh, it was you know it just it was a kind of a I don't know how to say it uh, a perfect storm where I had to walk in. The former mayor before me did a great job, but he had some issues with some council members, and I didn't want him to leave, and I couldn't get him talked into staying, but I got him talked into staying on the council, and I just kind of swapped jobs with him. I still had to get elected, but uh, I survived that first election, and I don't think anybody really probably had a lot of faith in me the first the first year I did it, but they've had enough faith in, in me. Uh, I've run opposed. Numerous times in the last three elections, I've run against candidates that were on the ballot twice. And then the last time, uh, it was a significant write-in attempt to get me thrown out, but they didn't get that done. They threw everything at me but the kitchen sink. And so uh, I'm a survivor, I guess.
6: Okay. Well, it sure sounds like it.
5: Uh, What are you going to do with
6: all this extra time, all this spare
5: time on your hands? Yeah, well, I, I got a an old old building here in town that used to be uh, my grandparents and my parents' grocery store, and I'm not going to open a grocery store up, so don't ask me about that. But I'm in the process of renovating it, and I'm, that's my next that's my next chore. I'm going to start. I'm going to kind of get you know back uh, a little more taking care of myself and not so much worrying about the town. the the ta- The town will be fine. Uh, It just needs a little bit of tweaking uh, at the election polls this this November. There needs to be some changes in here. And uh, it was hard for me to, it it will be hard for me to to walk away from it. Uh, Never really uh, imagined that, you know, you get to be as old as I am. You don't consider yourself old, but some of the citizens consider you to be too old. So, uh, like I said, I'm a survivor. I've... uh, I've flown my mission, and uh, Uh, I'm not going to give up on the town, and hopefully the town doesn't give up on me. Well, yeah, what about uh, your statue? Where in the town square (laughs) do you think they're going to place that statue of you? Well, uh, the last I heard, the sewage lagoon, but it's outside the city (laughs) limits, so nobody's (laughs) ever going to be able to see it. So I'm kind of negotiating right now, trying to get it moved back into town, but... That's that's what I the last I heard that's where it was going. Okay, all right. May, they may they may name the lagoon after me. Maybe <laughs> after I'm dead.
0: The Memorial yeah, Lagoon. You're, maybe your uh, some of your uh,
5: detractors will probably take care of all of that for you. Well, if they don't, I'll make room for them too. We're sure. we're running a little. You know,
6: Position is is kind of like an umpire, you know. Anything you suggest or support, uh, you know, half the people are going to love the idea, and the other half are going to hate you for it,
5: right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's every year is a different, it's a new budget, every year's something more to do. We've maintained things here well, we've we've uh, spent our money wisely, and the, the well is probably the, the one thing that uh, I'm most proud of. I mean, we uh, kind of went toe-to-toe with the Department of Natural Resources for 18 months before they allowed us to do it, and then uh, uh, we kind of uh, accomplished something that apparently nobody else has done. I mean, I, I was kind of on the point on it because I believe so much in it. I believe so much in the town's ability to uh, stay uh, in control of things, uh, be self-sustaining. I think that's very important. When you start outsourcing things, you can't control costs anymore. And where people think you know that there's a better way, there really isn't. Um, my my uh, my focus has always been that the town is capable, and we can solve problems. We uh, we just got to. Take care of one another, and and that's that's the best thing about probably a small town. I get I get a little uh, feedback every now and then. Uh, we get chided about being Mayberry esque, and I say it's a compliment to me. It may be an insult to others, but it's a compliment to me. So
0: you you mentioned Mayberry in a round guy the podcast uh, th- tomorrow. I believe we are interviewing uh, Floyd the barber impersonator that was just in a movie so uh i'll throw that in there uh yeah you know you really worked hard as the mayor uh when we didn't have someone to work on the garbage truck you worked on the garbage truck and anybody recycling you worked on the recycling you did whatever it took to piecemeal this thing together you put in a massive amount of hours and uh i appreciated that but one time you uh negotiated a presidential candidate to come here could you Tell us about how that came about, and who it was, and what kind of a deal it was.
5: Well, at the time, I I can't remember the year, Dave, but Tommy Thompson was the incumbent governor of Wisconsin, and he announced that he was running for president. And I believe it was the first term George Bush, Jr., was the uh, elected president that year, or the year before Tommy Thompson declared, perhaps. Tommy Thompson was, uh, I think, three- or four-term governor of Wisconsin, and very successful. Uh, somebody came through town one time doing some political uh, research on his behalf, and I just asked the guy. It was a young kid in college in the summertime. I said, what do we got to do to get him here? He said, oh, I can make it happen. So Tommy Thompson was here, and he actually had won the uh, Iowa caucus prior to George Bush, uh, convincing him to, to, to get out of off, to, to not... Uh, Go after the president scene. I think he served as a, I don't remember what. Transportation or
0: Secretary of Transportation or some, some, He had some kind of Transportation
5: and welfare, I believe yeah. it was. So uh, he was here, uh, had a great crowd here. 200 and some people were here. So yeah, that's He
0: gave it. a speech on the bandstand, and then yeah. there was a great big meal, and I like that part of it. Well, you got any more questions, Steve?
6: town, Iowa. I- I'm sure there are many folks like you, Tom, that that uh, picked up the the gavel and and uh, ran with it as far as uh, uh, being the mayor of a small town. And, and it sounds like you've you've done a heck of a job. And uh, it's it's unfortunate that you know you're giving it up. And yet, you on know, the other hand, it's perfectly understandable because. Uh, it is about time, perhaps, to hand it over, the reins over to somebody else and look back on on all of the positive things you've uh, helped do for the for the Tech for Richmond.
5: Congratulations. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You got anything else to say, Tom, before we wrap it up? Uh, it's not about popularity. I don't really concern myself about that except the first Tuesday in November. Uh, the great thing about the elections are that if you want to make changes, you can make them and I don't, you know, begrudge anybody for, for, uh, seeking office, whether they're a candidate or a rival of mine, uh, my records out there, uh, I'm comfortable with it, there's things that you want to continue to do because problems continue to arise, and I'll have something to deal with tomorrow, but, uh, one of the, one of the things is, is that as a mayor, I, I was kind of a hands-on mayor, uh, Whenever a sewer line was broke, I would get down in the hole because I wanted to know how everything worked in town. So if somebody came to me and had a question, I could give them an answer. So I've done I've done many 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 chores for the town, wore many hats, and it was uh, like I said I've lived here my whole life, and and uh, I'm not I have no ill feelings towards Richland. You well if more politicians uh, felt like you Tom that they they needed to be
6: more hands-on and get down and dirty and figure out what the problem is, uh, we'd probably be better off. Uh, are you in a position now to know who may be running for your uh,
5: job? And, and if so, would you uh, give somebody an endorsement or not? I, uh, I, re- I usually don't do that. Uh, we have, uh, I think, three incumbent council members running. I think there are two of them are not seeking re-election. There are actually seven candidates for the city council and one declared candidate for the mayor.
6: Okay. All right. Well, let's hope they continue to be as diligent as you in your efforts to be mayor of Richland, Iowa.
5: Well,
0: they better. (laughs) We've been talking with uh, Mayor Tom Hoekstra on Round Guy the Podcast about his service to the city of Richland and how it's coming to an end. Thanks, Tom, for being with the program. Uh, I think we'll call this the end of the episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you. Welcome to Round Guy the Podcast. Today on Round Guy the Podcast is Friday, and every Friday we go to a new city. Last week was Wayland, and today we're in the city of Wellman. Uh we got Steve, uh, the round guy, on the phone, and the mayor Ryan Miller here. So, uh, Steve, you got any questions about Wellman? I got plenty of questions about
6: Wellman. Ryan Miller, thanks for being on the podcast. First,
0: you're welcome.
6: Second, uh, I've been through your uh, your city uh, a number of times back in the day. I uh, I would treble through Wellman on my way up through to Iowa City. Would I not?
0: Yes you would yep
6: yeah so while I was uh, focused on getting my Iowa City I didn't stop and really take a, a gander at your uh, lovely hamlet of Wellman Iowa so if you would sir uh, tell uh, the people listening what is the biggest attraction in Wellman what what is there to Wellman? and why I'm remiss that I didn't stop to take a quick tour and that I should someday do so.
7: Well, thank you for having me here today. And uh, we have a lot of things going for us here in Wellman. Um, the high school, uh, Mid Prairie High School, uh, is here in town. We also have an elementary here, part of the school district. But we've we've tried over the years to do as much as we can so that we can keep people here in town. People that live here don't have to travel elsewhere to... Uh, either to work or uh, play or anything like that. So the biggest thing that we've done in the last decade is opened up the Parkside Activity Center, which is, um, it's run by the Washington County YMCA. So underneath, we've tried to get as many things as we could underneath one roof. And so what we have there is a workout facility. We have a basketball court. So the high school also uses that for JV basketball games and for practices, uh, kind of an overflow court for them. But also for just our our people here in town to be able to use that. Uh, There's a banquet hall there that'll seat uh, 330 people for wedding receptions, uh, birthday parties, whatever um, that the city runs. Um, We also have a daycare, Sunrise uh, Childcare, that's, that's there. They have, I think they're licensed for 70 kids in that facility, and they are full. Um, the other thing that's in that building is the Jet Physical Therapy. Um, they are located out of Washington, but they have a satellite office here in town and they're busy all the time. So again, we tried to get tried to fill as many needs as we could in one facility. Those were all things that we didn't have here in town. We didn't have any place to go work out. We needed gym space. Um, we used church basements for for parties and things like that, so now we have the banquet room. The daycare was in an old building downtown that it had a fire. and the state kind of wanted them to be in a new place. So that's the biggest thing, newer thing that we have in town. Something that we've had here since the fifties is a skating rink. And there's not a whole lot of roller skating rinks left in Iowa or I'm assuming across the nation. I think Vinton has one here in the eastern side of of Iowa. There might be one in Cedar Athens, but on a Saturday night, you'll have 100 to 150 kids in there skating. They also are allowed to, or we rent it out. The city, the city owns and operates that now. Um, so we also rent it out for birthday parties. You might have 25 kids in there for a birthday party for a couple hours. Uh, Sunday afternoons, you'll have either church groups, 4-H. Um, during the week, the schools, um, Kyoto, Williamsburg, Iowa City schools will come down, elementary schools and use it just as a gym class. Uh, for some of their kids, so those those are the big things. The the other thing, if you look at the other end of the spectrum um, for seniors, um, we have a senior center downtown here that um, is open in the mornings for seniors to go in and and they have a workout class there also, but um, they serve lunch every day and it'll be 40 to 50 people, I think, is where they're around right now that they serve lunch to. They have mainly dine-in now, but they do have some carry-out also, some delivery and we're partnering with the City of Kelowna, which is just seven miles down the road here. They're in the same school district, Midbury School District. Um, the city of Kelowna is now utilizing, since they don't have a senior dining facility, using this to um, for for some of their residents also. The meals will be prepared here and then delivered over to Kelowna to their residents. So you got the blue plate special for the seniors, but it's at noon, yes. right? It's at lunch. Yep. And so, you know, homemade fried chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, you know, a little bit of everything, things things that they love to eat, too. You'll have a whole array of things down there. So, that, I mean, so basically it's one meal and it's sort of family style here. Um, and they, they seem to love it. Like I said, it's great to have that available for our seniors. So, uh,
6: Ryan, I'm a senior, so would I qualify if I was passing through to stop in
7: and in- partake of the, uh, the, the Blue plate Special? Well, actually, they, they like to know by 9 o'clock in the morning, because they, they they only um, make as much food as they need for the people who have signed up to have the meal that day. So, But yes, anybody can come through, and it's not just seniors, but anybody of any age, but they like to be called ahead of time and let them know you're going to be there so that okay. they have enough food.
6: When, when is lobster
7: tail night? <laughs> I'm still waiting for that one. I, I haven't heard when that's going to be there. <laughs> All right, you
6: let me know. All right,
7: you'll be you'll be the first one to know. Now
6: uh, you used to talk about Kelowna, just uh, you know, kind of your uh, uh,
7: sister city there, right there uh, yes. next to you, a suburb of Wellman, right? Well, they're bigger than we are, but sure, we'll take that. We'll call them a suburb. Uh, yeah, I have stopped there. They still get that plastic buy cheese. Uh, they do yes, it it had closed for a little while, but but the, the cheese factory is open again, so under new management. I am glad to hear you say that because on my way to Iowa City and, pass right football,
6: by I would stop there and get some cheese and then I was uh, saddened to learn that that as you said it had closed for a while and now it, but it's back open. That yes
7: they are yep.
6: okay, all right. <clears throat> Well, we're talking to Ryan Miller, who is the mayor of Wellman and has been for 16 years. Congratulations on your longevity.
7: Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Are you going to run again? When is the next election? The next elections in two weeks. And yes, I am on the ballot again to run. uh, So you're the incumbent. Do you have anybody running against you? Uh, There is somebody running. Uh, This is the first time I've had somebody running against me, so... um... We'll see what happens. If well, you let us know where they live, we'll go over there and run them <laughs> up. Maybe they'll back out of this uh,
6: this next election. What do
7: you think? Hey, it's whatever the people want. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well,
6: Ryan, that's, uh, that that includes a lot of when you were explaining to me everything that you you have there and things that you've done, and it makes sense to me, but it's just like. Uh, Small town Iowa, you know, uh, it's just a great place to live
7: and and raise a family. It is a wonderful place to live, and and that's I was born and raised here, graduated from high school at Mid Prairie, and my wife was from Kelowna, actually, and we were in the same high school class. And once we got out of college, we wanted to get out of Iowa and and go somewhere else, and we were in Ohio for four years, and. At that point, um, getting ready to have our first daughter, and we wanted to be back in Iowa again. And lived in Iowa City for a few years, but then once before she got ready to start uh, kindergarten, we moved back to Wellman here. and, and it was just the small town atmosphere, and, and it's nice knowing people. It's really interesting when you go to your kids' high school events, and you're sitting beside people that you you know played basketball with in high school, yeah, and they're they're there to watch their kids. So it, it's fun. You, it's a small community, but you know most everybody and. Uh, it, it makes it a little more comfortable. Sure, and it sounds like, like I said,
6: it, it's it's the kind of place that people uh, strive to to raise a family. Now, when you say you've been the mayor for sixteen years, I assume that that's not been a full time thing for you, right? That you. What do you do in addition to your mayoral duties?
7: Yeah, in the real world, uh, I'm a chiropractor, and so I have uh, an office in Coralville where I'm there half the week, and then I, about 10 years or so ago, opened an office here in Wellman also, so I'm here on Wednesdays and Fridays in Wellman and the rest of the time in Coralville, and so as mayor, you know, you answer phone calls or emails whenever you need to, but on Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm around here um, to be in the office and help out and do whatever, but uh, we have a city administrator here in town, and so she gets to run the, the day-to-day operations of the city. It does a great job. What about, uh, uh, was that the career that took you to Ohio before you moved back then to Iowa? Yeah, exactly. Yep. I see.
6: All right. Well, look, I've got a bad neck. I'd like you to... I'd like
7: well, if to you want to stop to by to through Wellman, you bet. We'll, we'll yeah. take care of you. Yeah, there you go. What else? Well, we have, I don't know if our residents would know or not, but we, we have are in a good situation right now. Um, Dave was asking me earlier about taxes in town and things like that. And um, we've had over the last, again, 15, 16 years, we had to do a lot uh, just from infrastructure improvement, not unlike most small towns in Iowa, we but we had to throw a couple million dollars into our water plant and we did a new RO, reverse osmosis water system here. We were one of the first ones in the area to do something like that so it's very good water now but it's an expensive process. Um, we also had to put a couple million dollars into our sewer plant to, to get it up to date and working on, on water lines and that that's again small towns everywhere have that infrastructure that just hasn't been touched in a generation or two or three. Um, when we did some um, Work a few years ago, we redid a a street, but you have to do the water and sewer underneath it when you, everybody would love curb and gutter and brand new concrete streets, but you have to look at what's underneath it also. So, slowly but surely, we've been working on that. When we replaced uh, some water lines, we did like 45 uh, fire hydrants through town to get them up to date. Again, little things you don't think about, but these hydrants were 100 years old, and some of them were to the point where if you opened them up, you wouldn't be able to close them again. So... Um, it, it just things like that. But, but my point was um, last year, actually in June, we, we paid off a bunch of debt that we had built up to, to do some of those improvements. So we, we've got some opportunities here where the council is working on our five year capital improvement plan now. So hopefully over the next five years, we can get some other good things in town. One of the highest things on the list, and Dylan Dave is at the, the park, uh, we want to put a splash pad in there for the kids. Um, Kelowna has a swimming pool. Um, you, we're 20 minutes from Washington, 25 minutes from Iowa City. So, bigger communities. If you want to go to a pool, but a splash pad is at least something that um, kids love to do. Just being around water and getting wet, and it's much more economical for a small town to do something like that. I know you said Wayland had just done one. Yeah, they they had. That was one of their big selling points in their town. They, I didn't
0: know what a splash pad was, but I was all excited. We got a splash pad. Yeah. Woo! Go get wet in the
7: summertime. No. <laughs> No, it's on a flat surface, thankfully. Um, but it, it's it's. I it's, it's kind of like a water sprinkler, you know, out in your yard. But but several of them placed around. But they're they're higher function and, and can do different things. And um, the the ones that we had talked about were they weren't on. Some of them are on all the time, whether somebody's there or not. Others you could have to, you push a button and set a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. And they well, let me, on let me throw you a hint there, Ryan, because.
6: I've got some experience with the type of thing you you're do? talking about. Yes. Uh, it's key to put that uh, in an area. I'll give you my, my example. My father set up our slip and slide in our driveway. Yeah, and He thought it would toughen us up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there a lot of bruises, a lot of bleeding and everything. Yeah. So you really got to be careful where you set that up so that it's a softer,
7: yeah, I'm not trying to drum up business for the chiropractic office, so yeah. Well, well, well I see you've got an ulterior motive. That's <laughs> sure. probably a good idea. Right? Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll have no time to be a mayor. You'll be constantly <laughs> uh, helping people uh, with their uh, bones and whatnot. Well, and and one of the things that one of our previous city administrators told me years ago was that um, people want to live in a community where there are the amenities there. Um, they'll drive to work they don't care about that um, so if we can make a small town um, make it nice enough for people that want to live here they don't mind driving Iowa City to work and so you want to have child you want to have care here um, you want to have good schools and, and some of those amenities that people can get in bigger cities but if you can get it here there'll be more apt to, to go here and Wellman over the last 10 years um, The census is just coming out. We've grown, we're, we're I think, like 1,520 residents, something like that right now. So we've grown about 100 residents in the last 10 years. So that's a good thing. We're going trending in the right direction. Usually, a a small town like
6: that, the population remains the same, because every time a woman gets pregnant, a man leaves town. So, So that's why a lot of towns, they're... Their uh, uh, population pretty much stays the same. But look, no, seriously, you know, with everything you've said, I'm ready to move to Wellman right now. We'll find your space.
4: When you you
6: say, uh, because I just saw the news, the national news the other night, that there was a town uh, that was uh, under some concern and and some reconstruction and some concerns about their water. And and you sound like there in Wellman, you've Any potential problem you've had, you've eliminated because you've got a
7: a brand-new and and ultra-clean drinking water. Exactly. That's good water. That was one of the the big things in Wellman, too, a generation ago, was people complained about the water and the taste of the water. And so that was a big concern for a lot of people. And, yes, we do have to pay a little bit more for it, um, but therefore you don't have to have your water softener at home and things like that, too. So it, it evens out.
6: Well, you know, with this uh, global warming and pollution and, and that kind of thing, uh, clean water is, while we take it for granted for the most part now, in the future and for our kids, and grandkids and whatnot,
7: that is a, a tremendous concern, is it not? It, very much so. Yep, and, and we're, we're very thankful for where we're at right now. So,
6: Well, that's great. That's great. Brian Miller, the mayor of Weldon, Iowa, a little bit of heaven,
7: right here on Earth. I like uh, that. We could put that on the water need, tower. <laughs>
6: what else do you need to let us know about your fair city?
7: Well, and I don't want to say that we're, we're self-sufficient, but we do have a lot of, of amenities here for people. We have our own grocery store, locally owned grocery store. That They do a great job, um, wonderful uh, meat products there. Uh, we have our own pharmacy in town, locally owned pharmacy that, uh, one had left, I I don't know, 10 years or so ago and, and, uh, the community got together and business owners got together and, um, went and recruited someone to come in here and start their pharmacy. We have, um, uh, nurse practitioner that has her own practice here in town. We have two chiropractors in town, uh, nursing home, uh, nice senior center, um, yeah, you know, just just a lot of good things going on in our community. And We have a very involved uh, business community too. They they want to see things uh, prosper in town, so uh, we're looking at other, whether it be a dentist or optometrist, CA, something like that, to fill some needs here in town. Also, tell them, can well, people uh, find out more about what we're talking about? And that being, of course, Wellman. Uh, what's the uh, uh, websites or social media where people can get a better glimpse of, of we, uh, Wellman? Uh, City of Wellman, I don't know if it's .com or .org actually, but City of Wellman uh, is our website and Facebook page, City of Wellman Facebook page on there. Um, so those those are the, the easiest ways to do that. And our skating rink too, the, they have information on there if somebody wants to rent that out for a birthday party sure. or whatever. So. Um, and what about your home phone number? So people <laughs> yeah, I, I am in the book too. So, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh it, one of the one of the other things I mentioned to, to Dave when we were dro- driving around was our golf course in town. We have a nine hole sand green golf course. So oh, we're great. we're one of two communities in Iowa left that have a sand green, um, and that for people that don't know it, I mean you have to look at the website too so that you can see a picture of this. But basically, it's instead of where it'd be a natural grass green. Um, it ours is made out of sand and so you have to play a little bit differently Um, there's a like a three-foot path that is oiled and and compacted so then wherever your ball lands on the green there's a string tied to the to the flag uh you move it over to the to the track you know equal distance away and put it on there so uh it, it it's a fun little golf course it's not a long course but it's a it's a fun course and uh it's great for young people to go out and learn how to play golf it's a little I more formal. Yes. A sand green course. before uh, it's been a long time ago, but uh, I remember, as you said, it was very unique, and
6: uh, I I would relish the uh, chance to do that again. Let's pick a date here next summer. You and I, you betcha, we'll play for money. What do you think?
7: Bring your money. <laughs> Are you any good? I, I used to be. I don't play as much as I used to. <laughs> Perfect. I'll send the limo for there. you. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Miller with <laughs> Wellman, Iowa, the mayor. What's the
6: chances then of. Uh, you say there's a, an, opponent, an opponent on the back this time around. Are we looking good?
7: There is or a, are
6: isn't on the polls ahead of this uh, other person?
7: I, I don't know about any polls, but. There is somebody else on the ballot, and I say we'll just wait and see what the, uh, the public has to say. So. Well, good
6: luck with you. Uh, thank and, you. Uh, We'll know here in a few weeks, I guess, right? Yes,
7: yep, exactly. Ryan, I appreciate
6: talking to you. You're a nice young fella, and I'm sure you do a great job over there.
7: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having us and, and talking up Wellman a little bit.
6: Perfect. We, we sure will. There's a lot to talk uh, Wellman up about.
7: Well, and we, like I say, we're, we're a small community, but we're located in a great spot between uh, Washington and Iowa City. and uh, It's a fantastic school district, and there's a lot going on for, for our community. We sure appreciate
6: you being with us. Thanks, Ryan. Good thank, luck with you in the election.
7: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.